Welcome to the Sober Podcast, part of the Soberverse created by the team at the Sober Network. The Sober Network has engaged in revolutionizing the treatment industry by creating its own token economy. We offer fresh ideas to an industry that has relied on dated interventions. We are responsive to a new generation of substance users who are attached to their phones so we can impact massive social change. Our unmatched technology displays solutions of our various brands, demonstrating a thorough understanding of how we get things done. We are proving that technology, along with incentivized human accountability, provides measurable and positive outcomes. Visit us at SoberNetwork.com. Welcome to the Sober Podcast, part of the Soberverse, uh, brought to you by Sober Network. I'm your host, Jamie Brickhouse, and today we have Claire Komai as our sober celebrity in the house. Uh, she is the CEO and founder of a fashion brand called Rehab Barbie. I love that name, and I can't wait to hear more about it. Thank you for being a, our guest on Sober Podcast, Claire. It's a pleasure to have you join us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Jamie. I am so, so excited to be here. Let's just jump right in. How did you get sober and how do you incorporate the work you do into your own sobriety? Uh, So I got sober a little over three years ago and I was lucky enough to have uh, just a really strong social support system in my family and uh, my friends. And they're the ones who really pushed me to get sober, to go to AA, to, uh, you know, commit to a life of sobriety. And um, that it changed my life. I mean, it Mm -hmm. opened a world of possibilities uh, and all of that. It was really difficult in the beginning, but then you know, now I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. And uh, then the brand was kind of born about two years into my sobriety. I really started conceptualizing it. Yeah. I think that having, you know, a passion project and something that you can put like creativity and energy into can be a really, really amazing tool for people who are uh, in early sobriety or are struggling with mental illness, it can just be a great outlet. I mean, it, it was and continues to be for me. Um, all this like energy and restlessness and my addictive tendencies to kind of take stuff to the max yeah. all went into building this brand. Uh, 
And also just a lot of when I first got sober, um, it was difficult for me because I was younger than a lot of people do get sober. I was 24 and I'm 28 right. now. Mm-hmm. And uh, nobody wants to get sober and they're 24, right? Like, you want to keep going out. <laughs> I certainly and like, didn't. And I yeah. did. <laughs> also, people think, I mean, it's starting to change a bit now, especially with the whole sober curious movement, but people like act like it's the weirdest thing ever. Uh, So I really wanted to create a space and create a voice for this idea that like sober can be cool and exciting. Like my life is so much more exciting, so much more rich and like thrilling (laughs) now that uh, I'm not drinking yeah yeah well tell us more so the the brand is rehab barbie and tell us more about it and um and you and i was gonna say how did it start but you said it came out of your you know getting sober but and and but how did you come up with it and what yeah so i uh we started with jewelry Mm -hmm. and at this point it was just me i was making bracelets um and I started, of course, I'm such an addict. I got so into it. I made like three bracelets and then suddenly now I have like hundreds of bracelets in my house. I'm like trying all these different beads and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I launched on Kickstarter, actually. Um, So I put the project at this point, it was just me. I put the project on Kickstarter and we got fully funded through Kickstarter uh and then i launched on the website so we started with jewelry and it's all you know jewelry that's made to last it's it says stuff like recovery or we have more fun ones that say like i love prozac uh, <laughs> but the materials are all like sterling silver and gold filled and pearl and stuff you know it's it's you can it's keep solid. your recovery bracelet forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now we're starting to expand into clothing. Uh, so we have some new knitwear and sweatshirts, t-shirts, a hat, and uh-huh. just, you know, expanding and seeing where it goes. I love it. And is it all sold online? Yes, it's all yeah. online at rehabbarbie.com. Fabulous. And um, what has the bit, what's been the response? Um uh, and you launched it when? So when? the Kickstarter was in May. Okay, so it's fairly new. Yeah, it's super new. Uh, the response has been amazing because so many, I mean, it's a deeply personal brand for me. Obviously, it's all based on like my own personal struggles and everything. Sure. And this is an issue that a lot of people deal with addiction and mental health. I mean, that touches. Mm-hmm everyone even if you yourself don't suffer from that like you know someone who does uh and people have reached out i mean i love to hear of course we'll say you know they love the designs and they love to wear it and they think it looks great but then there's people who have reached out to me to say your brand and your messaging has really been you know has helped me through a hard time, has helped me try to get sober, has helped me connect to this sober community. And that is so, so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. I had the same feeling. I'm, I'm a writer and I, I wrote a memoir dangerous when wet about my um, alcoholism and, and my relationship with my mother. And 
I still find the most, it was, you know, a few years ago that it came out, but I still um, find, you know, more than, more than the, the ego of a good review or, you know, or a great sales figure or something like that. But when I hear from people and they say what you just said about, you know, yeah. help me in, in my own alcoholism, or it's helped me understand um, somebody else's, uh, you know, uh, my own child's alcoholism or something like that, that to me is uh you know more gratifying than yeah absolutely so i i i love i love that you're getting that kind of response um so it's fantastic oh and and um i mean i love the name it's cute but where did you come up how did you come up with the name rehab barbie um so the name actually my friend and i were talking about um, and she's another, she's another woman in recovery who I met through AA mm-hmm. and we were talking about the stigma surrounding addiction and how, um, how it's, it, it's a medical addiction and a lot of mental right. illnesses, they're medical it's a problems, medical but they're not treated as such. And, uh, we were saying Barbie, for example, Barbie's had this big push to do a lot of, uh, more inclusive, inclusive range, inclusive range of dolls. And they have some like a Barbie who's in a wheelchair, Barbie who's uh, going through cancer treatment. Uh-huh. And I didn't realize we were, that. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. But then we were like, where the fuck is rehab Barbie? <laughs> <You know? laughs> and like the names, it's fun. I think it's funny, but it's also like, seriously, like there should be that Barbie to show like, this is the like the icon of a woman who who goes and gets treatment and deals with it that way. Like that should be celebrated. That should be lifted up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. Great. Well, listen, we're going to uh, pause for a quick commercial break, uh, but everybody stick with us. We will be right back with Claire, a.k.a. Rehab Barbie. The Sober Podcast is giving a voice to recovery and is now part of the Soberverse. Join our new virtual sober environment where you can connect with other people like yourself or find helpful resources on the following digital spaces. Soberverse.com, Sobernetwork.com, Sober.com, Sobersystems.com, Soberpodcast.com, Sobercoin.com, and RecoveryCoaches.com. And we are back talking with Claire Komai, um, founder of Rehab Barbie. Your uh, marketing scheme and entire presentation of the brand is stunning. Did you come up with all the concepts on your own? Uh, yeah. I mean, I have a lot of input from friends and and uh, people who are sharing their stories with me. But yeah, it's it's... It's all, it's all me, the original like designs and concepts. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, tell me more again about you, uh, what all, uh, what are all the products, um, that you produce? You have bracelets or jewelry, a line yes. of jewelry. And so we have bracelets, uh, right now we have bracelets that, uh, we have sterling silver and gold bracelets and some of them are really simple, but then we have, I have some of them on right now, um, ones with pendants and this one's white turquoise Uh Uh, Uh we have i love freshwater pearls like dyed different colors so we've been 
Also, I'm looking. Out. So those are. I'm looking at. Um, it's it's pink and white. This one bracelet, and those yes. are, those are pearls. Um. So the pearl one says "Happy Every Hour." This mm -hmm. is part of a collab we did with the sober curator. Yeah. The white one says "Zen as fuck." <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Zen as fuck. And then we have. So we have. Uh, started with sweatshirts this one's actually launching today it's an alice in wonderland one so it says we're all mad here mm -hmm. but then on the back it has uh this is a play on the original one of the original illustrations from lewis carroll's alice in wonderland oh, okay. recently entered the public domain it's alice with a flamingo but then i put a ski mask on her. <laughs> uh, so we have that and then sweaters are brand new. I have this tennis, like country club tennis logo, uh -huh. but it says rehab. <laughs> Love it. Oh, these are adorable. And it's a, and the sweatshirt you're wearing is a, is a, what would you call that? Periwinkle blue? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. It's like kind of like the great Alice in Wonderland periwinkle blue. <laughs> I love this. So what's the um, greatest achievement you've accomplished while sober? And how did you do it? Would it be Rehab Barbie? or is it would, Yeah. I mean, I would <laughs> definitely say it's it's Rehab Barbie. Uh, this is, yeah. It's well, like, then I'll say what's because we've, we, we've heard about it and we've heard how you've done it. What would you say your second greatest achievement is? And okay, okay. Relationship, I, it could be, you know, it, whatever. Yeah. Well, so I, when I got sober, I'm such like a thrill seeker and I like all the drama. Uh, and a lot of that went away when I stopped drinking. So I had to turn to other things to get my thrills and I got my skydiving license. Oh, good. I'm glad that's where I was. I was leading you towards skydiving. Yeah. <laughs> I, I read that in your bio. So I'm glad. Yeah, go on. Yeah. So my friend, one of my friends, she's like total badass, amazing. She uh, was, she is like her D license in Brazil or something. And she was like talking about it on and on. And I was like, okay, I got to try it because I love skydiving. I've been, you know, a bunch of times as um, just like when you jump with the instructor. Yeah. And so I went to Brazil and uh, you do, you get your license or you or actually we were working with the Brazilian military, um, but we just, we had to train. And then I jumped out of the plane on my own and I got my A license after a few jumps and it was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I'm not a daredevil at all, but that's the only thing that I still put on my maybe list of maybe I, I'd like to skydive. Oh my God, we should go. go, we can go. There's one in like, Log Island. Okay. Well, I may I may hit you up on that. Maybe yes, let's do it. this this was uh this was an important meeting for me because maybe it'll it'll finally push me out of the proverbial yeah. place, so to speak. <laughs> I love it. What um has been the most difficult thing you have gone through while since you've been sober and how did you get through it? Um, I mean the most difficult was definitely an early sobriety, just, uh, learning how to, to live without alcohol. I wasn't used to going out, uh, dating, mm -hmm. meeting new friends, going to parties, or even just like getting through the day. Like I had really bad cravings. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So that was that was difficult for me. And how I got through it was really just finding my tribe. I call them like my sober tribe. It's just other people who I've met who are both people in recovery. I mean, from AA and and all of that, I've met amazing people who helped me through. And I have, you know, a really good social support in my family and people who aren't in recovery, but who are there for me. And Mm -hmm. that's what got me through for sure. Right. And so you mentioned AA is is obviously what got you sober. It's part of your your program. Um, What else is part of your sober program? Well, what's really... uh, was really big for me is is the neuroscience of addiction um when i first got sober i i didn't want to believe that i could never drink again i wanted to find a way out of it like if i you know was more confident or like had better mental health like maybe i could moderate uh which didn't make sense really because no matter the place I was in in my life and I was in a good place or a bad place my drinking was still you know uh out of control out of control yeah so uh but that that was the way I approached it and I a sober coach I worked with we really delved into the neuroscience behind addiction mm-hmm. um I read this really great book called uh under the influence that really talks about parts of the brain i read so many articles like i read all about the prefrontal cortex and like the dopamine centers and just Mm -hmm. like all of that and how uh they really do see a difference in how um addicts brains respond to pleasure or different triggers and not just addicts but people who have a genetic predisposition. They've done tests on brain scans on children of alcoholics who haven't even uh, right. touched alcohol. And so there really is, uh, you know, a neurochemical and, and physiological reason why right. some people react differently to alcohol and you can't meditate that away. You know, you can't go to therapy yeah, yeah. that that'll be fixed. And so that was really critical for me to like get to the point where I was like, okay, there's nothing you can do. You got to stop drinking. Yeah, no, I, and I totally believe that too. I mean, you know, it, it, alcoholism runs on my uh, father's side of the family and, you know, and I think I'm genetically predisposed and my, I have two half brothers and they have a different father. Uh, we have the same mother. And, you know, neither one of them, well, actually, uh, <laughs> um, neither one of them are alcoholics, although one of them, I think, treated his mental illness with um, with with drugs. Um, but I don't, I think that was more mental illness than, than, um, than addiction. So, yeah, but so yeah. I, I totally believe that a lot of us are, uh, it's, it's genetic and, you know, and sometimes we're just, we're hardwired that way. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that's, that's true for me. Which is why I, I mean, I believe it's a disease and I, and, and, or, and, or a trait, you know, just like, you know, uh, blue eyes and, and, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, clinical depression and, you know, right. Yeah, I know. We just, but, we it, just but what I love, although like, I want to know like you, but then at the end of the day, it's like, you know what, however I got it, I am, you know, yeah. 
Very true. Well, and I like to look on the bright side of it. Like my, my sponsor always says like, it's the genetics, but then it's also the behavioral pattern. Like you were saying of an addict just to always want to go to the extreme and always want more. But I, I do believe that you can apply that because that's just the way I am with everything. I don't do things in moderation. It's like, I'm always, if I'm doing something, I'm going all the way with it. Right. Uh, but you can apply that in, in productive ways. Like, like in rehab Barbie. Exactly. <laughs> You've yeah. gone all the way with it. Yeah. Oh my God. This has been great. How can our listeners get in touch with you um, if they want to reach out and, and, and find rehab Barbie or find you or both? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, rehabbarbie.com is our website. And You'll find our social media link there. We're on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, it's at Rehab Barbie Studio. If you want to reach out to me directly, uh, I'm on Instagram at Claire Komai. Uh, so I would love to hear from you. But um, definitely the Rehab Barbie page, we have a community page where we have uh, our sober tribe and cool like events and ongoing things and trending topics and in the mental illness and and addiction space so check that out as well fabulous we will we will um and i am jamie brickhouse your host i'm the author of dangerous when wet a memoir of booze sex and my mother and uh you can also find me on tiktok where i tell a true story every day wearing high heels at jamie underscore brickhouse um we better follow each other on tiktok um claire and uh you can find anything what's going on with me on my website jamiebrickhouse.com Thank you again, Claire, for coming on and sharing your story. And I am signing off for Sober Podcast. We will be back next week with a new sober celebrity telling a new story. Sayonara. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Sober Podcast. We hope that you have found this episode helpful and look forward to you joining us next time. As we continue to grow and implement positive change, we hope that you'll share our podcast with your friends and loved ones. They can find us on all the major podcast directories. If you have an idea for the show, want to leave positive feedback, ideas, or comments, connect with us on thesoberpodcast.com. You can also reach us on our social media platform on The Soberverse. We'd love to hear from you. A special thanks to all those who make this show happen. Jamie Brickhouse, our host, Carrie, our producer, Carl Fessenden, our voice, and our sponsor, The Sober Network. Network.